Sota, Perik Dalet, Mishnah Dalet, 4-4. In this Mishnah, we'll find a number of uh, marriages in which you might have thought that the woman is not eligible to drink the bitter waters to prove her innocence, to continue the marriage. And in each case, the Mishnah's Chiddush is, yes, she is permitted to do so. So the first kids here is Aisha's Cohen, the wife of a Cohen. The din is Shosa Umateras Lavala. She is permitted to drink those bitter waters, proving her innocence, and then staying married to her husband. So why would she not be permitted to do so? So the thought, which is the incorrect thought, is that since uh, when it comes to a, someone who's married to a Kohen, if she is taken advantage of by another man, even against her will, she becomes forbidden to her husband. A non-Kohen, his wife um, is permitted to him uh, if she isn't willingly adulterous, but a Kohen's wife... Even if it wasn't willing, she was she was uh, raped, so it doesn't matter. She becomes forbidden to her husband. And since there was Kinui and Stira, she was behind closed doors with this man, although she would be considered innocent by the waters if she was taken advantage of um, as a regular woman, she would still be forbidden anyways um, by that if she's married to a Cohen, and therefore you might have thought that she's not eligible to drink the waters, but no, she is. The second case is Aishis Saris, the wife of someone who's a Saris. She can drink as well. She's Shosa. A Saris is someone who can't um, be with his wife in a normal way. He's got um, his private parts are damaged. Um, now, there are two kinds of Sarisim. The Saris Chama is that way because that's how he was born or some natural events happened to him like that. Um and there's the Sris Adam, which let's say he was castrated by a person. So therefore, um, when it comes to the Sris Adam, if a person is, is castrated or damaged, he can't actually be married. We're not talking about that because that's a forbidden marriage. The Pasuk says, Lo bekahal, Hashem. Uh, a person who has had his private parts damaged can't marry a regular a regular Jewish girl. Um, the Kal Hashem. Um, he could, however, by the way, marry, like, say, a Gioris. Uh, but putting that aside for a second, the point is we're talking here, therefore, about a situation which is a permitted marriage um, to the Sris Chama or perhaps even Sris Adam to a Gioris, let's say. So you might have thought, um, for sort of technical reasons of the Pasuk, that such a person is not eligible, such a marriage isn't eligible for um, drinking the bitter waters, but the halacha is, yes, such marriage is permitted. Um, fine. The next is Al-Yadeh um, Kol Arayos Mekanin, um, Kinui is applicable for any uh, woman with any man, even if she is already, like there's an air of a prohibition already existing, let's say her brother or her father or something. So again, for technical reasons, um, you might have thought that there's no such thing as Kinui f- with a woman and her relative, um, because the there's a lima, because it says Venitma twice, we learn that um, that this, the Soto situation of Kinu and Stira make both um, the husband and the other guy forbidden to her. So you might have thought wrongly that since anyways her brother's forbidden to her, let's say, because it's her brother. So you might have thought that the rules of Kinu and Stira don't apply to her brother, but that's not true. He can be Makana her and restrict her from anybody, even if we're talking about her, let's say her brother or father, etc. Um However, there's exceptions. The exceptions are people who are not eligible for Kinu and Sira, meaning the 
the man who's suspected of having an improper relationship with this fellow's wife, this fellow cannot do kinoi warning his wife against that particular man if he's not a man. Um, that's because the Pasuk specifically says um, he calls him an ish, ish is a man, and therefore if it's a katan, the child is a child, not a man, so then he is not eligible for kinoi. Exactly what defines a katan is a machlokus, according to the Rambam, we're talking a child from um, less than nine years old, which is unusual. Usual katan means like less than bar mitzvah, but uh, because someone who's less than nine years old is not considered to be able to um, effect um, adultery, even if he would sleep with her when as a child less than nine, it wouldn't I call it wouldn't count. But from nine years old and up, um, at least legally, could do something which would constitute um, adultery. So therefore. We're talking about someone less than nine years old is not eligible. He's not a yish. That's the Raman learns. The Bartanura learns that it's the more usual usage of the word ish, meaning someone who's already bar mitzvah, that means 13 years old, and has gone through puberty as evidenced by um, having two new hairs. Um, such a person is an adult and a ish, and he is eligible for kinui, but someone who's less than that is not. And similarly, since the Pasuk says it has to be an ish, so that means... Umisha eno ish, someone who's not an ish, meaning like an animal, wouldn't uh, be eligible for kinoi, meaning if hypothetically he said to his wife, you can't be sequestered with that dog, and um, she is, so then that wouldn't affect kinoi. Regardless of what happens, it doesn't make a difference. That's not considered to be um, a legitimate kinoi because of the Pasuk.